Hello and welcome to episode 244 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin Jimmy Page podcast. Today is more of the latter than the former. We have a great Jimmy Page show from, holy shit, November 25th, 1988. Let's look at the notes, Mark. You have them there for a reason. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. November 25th, 1988. Hammersmith, Odeon, London, England. Same venue where uh, The Firm had their televised debut December 9th, 1984. That Firm concert that was broadcast on MTV with Jimmy in the white t-shirt. Same place. I love the Outrider tour. And if you have not given any time or love to the Outrider Tour, you are missing out. Do not sleep on this. This is Jimmy Page playing in 1973 levels, fluidly, use of tone, use of vibrato, use of all the tricks and fluidity of pre-Dark Times Jimmy. It is a revelation, and it is disappointing that it was not tremendously tremendously successful he played smaller venues and theaters most of the time when he did play arenas they were uh rarely sold out i think the worcester centrum where i saw him was or it was close but everywhere else had uh, had lots of room which is sad because this was him his announcement that he was all the way back and that he had conquered his demons and worked on himself and worked on his craft, put out a solo album that is pretty darn good, and then hit the road with a ferocity that was unmatched. When my friend and I left, we saw him in Worcester, as I mentioned, uh, October 29th, 1988. And when we left, my buddy Eric said, I just felt like I saw Led Zeppelin. And I did too. And then I had to realize and and acknowledge that although that was a peak concert experience, that might be my peak concert experience ever is seeing Jimmy at that show on this tour, uh, that, um, that it still must pale in comparison to the experience of seeing live Zeppelin because I saw Jimmy playing at Jimmy page level. And that was crazy good because I'd seen him with the, the firm twice before and he was playing Not at 1973 Jimmy level. Different, different stuff, different stuff, different stuff. Still on his way back, still doing well. But this was, holy shit. And this was the first tour in 1988 where Jimmy and Robert decided to play Led Zeppelin songs again. Before that point, it was always new material. Robert didn't play Zepp stuff. Jimmy didn't play Zepp stuff. Maybe a little reference thrown in here and there, a little nod but not, you know, not added to the set list. Whereas this tour, this tour, you've got Robert coming back with Now and Zen, grew the hair out, left the artsy-fartsy avant-garde stuff to the side, and became the golden god again. Tall, cool one, lighten up, baby, I'm in love with you, all that stuff. Jimmy did the same thing. And it was amazing to see him, to hear Led Zeppelin songs played by you know, at least one member of the band live at that time. 
because we had had two. We had all we had had at that time was the firm or Robert Plant solo stuff, which hey, both of those good stuff. Happy to go. I would go again. But there's nothing like seeing Jimmy Page with the double neck playing Stairway to Heaven. Holy shit. All right. So this is towards the end of the tour, wrapping it up. He had left the States and gone back to the UK. This is Hammersmith Odeon. And we are going to let me read you the set list. The set list is pretty. I think it's uh, static throughout the entire tour. I don't think there were any changes, at least none that I can think of at the time or on, you know, at this moment. Opened with Who's to Blame off of Death Wish 2, then Prelude off of, De- Prelude off of Death Wish 2, Over the Hills and Far Away, Zeppelin, Wanna Make Love and Rites of Winter, both off of Outrider, Tear Down the Walls, Firm Song off of Mean Business, Emerald Eyes, Outrider, Midnight Moonlight with White Summer and Black Mountainside, so you've got Midnight Moonlight from The Firm, uh as well as hearkening back to the old Led Zeppelin days as the Swan Song instrumental. And then good old White Summer Black Mountainside played with Virtuosity again, going into In My Time of Dying with while well, he's got the Dan Electro strapped to him. And then City Sirens and the drum solo. City Sirens off of Death Wish 2, Jason Bonham's drum solo. Someone to Love, Firm Song. Prison Blues, Ridiculously Dumb on the Album because of the stupid lyrics and the delivery but kick ass live then we have the chase which is off of death wish 2 the violin bow solo with the pyramid the laser pyramid and then straight up instrumental dazed and confused session great unbelievable delightful to hear wasting my time off of outrider Blues Anthem off of Outrider, a million times better live than on the album, and on the album it was great. Custard Pie, gorgeous. Train Kept a Rollin', Nod to the Yardbirds. Finishing up with Second Encore, Stairway to Heaven, with the audience singing along. A magical experience. Well, let's get to it, people. I've covered the Outrider tour a few times, and I will cover it a few times more because it's fucking great. And this time around, I have chosen some songs that I typically don't choose. Trying to keep away from the same old, same old. So that people are like, oh, let me guess, we're going to hear Over the Hills and Far Away again. No, you're not. In fact, what are you going to hear? What are you going to hear? You know what? Let's start with Prison Blues. Dirty, 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 dirty blues. The lyrics are still pretty much the same and they're still kind of dumb. John Miles does a better delivery in my mind than, um, oh my God, Chris Farlow, geez, had to reach for that one. That was sad. Um, who did the vocals on the album and on the album in everybody's defense, it was a one take live recording in the studio. Like that's what was done. That's what was said. The lyrics were made up on the spot. Super fine, super great, and the playing is still fucking badass and dirty. This is just seems to be a little badassier and a little dirtier. So, here we go, friends. Prison Blues, November 25th, 1988, Hammersmith Odeon. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
Nice. One thing that always detracts from the Outrider shows for me, a touch anyway, is just the sound of Jason Bonham's uh, drums. They're a custom drum workshop set, and they don't have much boom. They have more of a which is of the time, because his playing is really good. And it was nice to hear Durbin Laverde on bass. Okay, the band is Jason Bonham on drums, Durbin Laverde on bass, John Miles, who had a nice solo career in the 70s, uh, and also sang uh, Stereotomy on the Alan Parsons Project album, Stereotomy, uh, was on vocals. And he was good because he's he, like Paul Rogers before him, could play keyboards as well. So he would play the synthesizer stuff for, you know, when necessary in the keyboards for certain songs. Very good. Fantastic show. Fantastic performance. Miles, nice vocal gymnastics, working with those lyrics as well as he could. Jimmy's playing fluid, aggressive, dirty. It's a very dirty song, obviously. But then switching the tone to that super clean, some nice, nice phrasings, nice chord, <laughs> nice chords, man, that sounded stupid, but some nice chord work, jazzy chords and things, blues jazz. And uh, yeah, all in all, real good. This is, um, it's nice hearing him play in this language again. With the firm, he it was part of the whole like Robert Plant and everybody's redefinition. We're leaving Led Zeppelin behind and we're going to be completely, we're geniuses. We're great musicians, right? We don't need to have Led Zeppelin prop us up. So Robert would only do his songs. Jimmy would only do firm, you know, his songs. And he played, he switched to the, the Telecaster and the B bender and completely changed his way of playing as well. <clears throat> he started playing in another language, in a, or a dialect, I guess, maybe. And uh, I wasn't a huge fan of that, although it has grown on me as I've grown and matured. But still, this good old pentatonic Jimmy playing some fucking blues, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Do you love it as well? You must love it. Tell me you love it. Next song I have for you is... From the firm, tear down the walls. And when I heard him go into this at the show in Worcester, which was right after, I think it was right after Over the Hills and Far Away, maybe so. For the first time in my life, no, it was after, oh, Rites of Winter, way after that. But um, he went right into it in that Zeppelin way of like, songs over, new song starting. And it was surprising to hear because I'm like, oh, the firm. Oh, but it has some crunch. Oh, but I like this. It's um it's a good song off of Mean Business. Tear down the walls. Nice little bump ba da da dum. Bump ba da da dum. Real pretty, real nice. John Miles does a great job sitting in for Paul Rogers. No mean feat that. And uh enjoy it. It's an it's one of the, some of the non standard outrider stuff. Usually I would stick to, here's a Led Zeppelin song, but this is kick-ass. So enjoy it, friends. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, I'll be back.
was interesting <clears throat> that song ended and I went for a fade out to be nice and cool and then when I hit to hit record to start talking <clears throat> another voice said emerald eyes and then I didn't see how it happened I thought it might have been a, just something left over from the previous track and it wasn't because it was recorded very smallly on the channel that I'm talking now, the audio track for the mic. Weird-ass shit, weird-ass shit. I'm sure there's an explanation. But it was neato. Okay, that was good. And what made me happy is that the audience liked it too. Imagine going to see Jimmy Page play. Jimmy Page. And he's playing Zeppelin songs. And you're going to go see him. And you know he's supporting his solo album, so there's going to be a lot of songs off that. That's fine. The album's not that bad. And then he plays a firm song, and not one of the hits, more of a, not a deep cut, because it was a single, but, I mean, it wasn't radioactive, it wasn't satisfaction guaranteed, and it's not Midnight Moonlight yet. And it was good. People said yay, because it was a really nice performance of it. And I think that Jason might have had a uh, digital drum pad trigger, because he did have digital drum pads on that kit. I think he had one that triggered the wow, because there is definitely a Jimmy Page guitar sound when he's playing other stuff, and it's just that one brown. Uh, in the midst of a time that burns forever, you know, uh, oh, do do, tear down the walls, do 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 do
played by Jimmy. So it, I'm, I'm, it must be, it must be a, a Bonzo, not Bonzo, Bonzo Jr. trigger. Anyway, listen to it. Let me know if you have any insight on that. Maybe it was something, an effects thing Jimmy did. I don't know. I think to me it sounds because there are times when it's just a hair out of place, which it wouldn't be if it were strummed. But if it's a strummed chord hit with the digital trigger, then the instant the attack may not occur, the instant, the literal instant the stick hits the pad, thereby, thereby creating a sense of a slight, ever so slight, ever so slight delay. I don't know. We'll see. It was good, though, right? It was good, right? Did you like it? I hope you liked it. It's pretty neato to me. You know what else is neato to me? You. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find me anywhere you can find podcasts, which you already know because you found me. But if you were to look for me elsewhere other than on your phone, you could find me on Twitter under the, or X, under the name Heart of Markness. You can find me on Instagram under the name Heart of Markness. There's nothing there yet, so don't go. YouTube, Heart of Markness. Uh, that one is finally just about caught up. It's, we're almost in real time. We're, uh, we're into the 240s episode-wise, so we may just be one or two behind which is nice. And YouTube has been taking off now that my friend Jeremy, who uh, bought me the mic through which I'm speaking with you when I first started this and created one of my logos, uh, helped me on some uh, YouTube stuff for making things appear uh, with greater frequency and algorithm, etc., etc. And as a result, it is super active now. I'm getting dozen or so comments a day which freaks me out and um some of my shows are well into the thousands of views which has never happened before on youtube so yay there's that and uh facebook group heart of markness if you want to hang out on facebook demographically that's the social media platform of your choice so you can hang out uh heart of markness on facebook and there's a theme here running name wise there's close to 300 wonderful people in that group. Everybody's nice. You can talk classic rock. You can talk Zeppelin, whatever you want to do. And there's heartofmarkness.com, which is the site where you can go to get the show in its entirety. And by the show, I mean the concert we're listening to. So you can go to heartofmarkness.com right now and get this entire recording, that whole set list I read you starting with... Um, Who's to blame and ending with Stairway to Heaven? You can own it yourself, burn it, listen to it, put it on your phone, whatever you want to do. Put it on your eggs, put it on your wall, smear it on your chest. I don't care. Freedom. But yeah, you could do that. Hardermarkness.com. And all this is provided thanks to the titans upon whose shoulders rest this humble yet mighty podcast. I am, of course, speaking of my patrons. I have a Patreon. You get your own podcast episode a month. And uh, I have to do Novembers. I'm going to try and get this done today. I will not get it done today. But it's begun and it's going to be awesome. What I did do this weekend is get my Redbubble store up and stocked. 
And it is in the approval process, which means I think they just need a human being to look at it and make sure that there's no swastikas or whatever. <laughs> Horrible pictures of, I don't know. Make sure it's not something horrific that they can't have sell. And it's not. It's just Led Zeppelin stuff. I have, uh, it's Redbubble. So everything that they sell, I put my, leg, my, uh, my logos on the wisdom logo, the, uh, YouTube logo, which is in the Led Zeppelin font with the four symbols underneath. And of course the microphone logo created by my friend, Jeremy here in the Led Zeppelin two font, all that stuff's up there. You want a cat dish with the logo on it? Great. You want a shower curtain with the logo on it? You got it. You want a baby onesie? Uh-huh. Mini skirt? Yep. Socks? Uh-huh. Tote bags? Holy fuck. You can get tote bags, coffee cups, whatever, mouse pads. Buy everything, friends. Now, it's up. Uh, redbubble.com slash heart of Markness, probably, I would reckon. Uh, but it is empty because, as I said, it's in the review process. But yeah, redbubble.com slash people slash heart of Markness. Bring me right there. And if there's nothing there, give it some time. They're still looking to see if they can approve my oh-so-controversial content. And I will, uh, of course, now that this is finally up and running, because I had the, a devil of a time getting uh, the graphic stuff taken care of because I'm, I'm absolutely fucking stupid with that stuff embarrassingly so so I just finally asked chat GPT the AI how to do it how do you upscale a small image because my images were too, so small you put it on a t-shirt and it looks like you have like a postage stamp on a t-shirt and if I make it big it gets all pixelated and washed out so like how, I asked chat GPT how do you upscale it without losing detail and it's like, there's lots of ways to do it. You can use Photoshop. No, you can use GIMP, which is free. No, you can use this online tool. Yes. So I did this online tool, press two buttons and everything worked after years of stressing out and failing over it. So yeah, Redbubble. And I know their stuff's good because I have some Redbubble shirts of people I like and the quality is great. So hopefully you will like it. And if not, no worries. But back to my patrons. I would like to offer a laurel and hearty handshake to Lisa, Keith and Tilda, Brian, Steve, George, Big Ed, Kenny, John from West Footscray, Picard, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Dan, Yell, Tracy, David, actually other David, I apologize, Bonzo, Billy, and Mimo. Thank you, guys. I love you very much. You make everything possible. You make everything happen. You are the wind beneath my wings. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Red Bubble. Remember that. Christmas is coming up. And don't you want to give people that don't know, have any idea who I am or what I do, something that says my name? And they'll go, what the fuck is Heart of Markness? And you'll just slap them in the face and go, you shut your goddamn mouth. You'd be glad. On your knees and thanking, weeping in gratitude for this present. That's what I want. I want horror, a horrific experience for everybody. God bless. Okay, now back to the show. That's not true. I want everybody to be happy all the time. All righty. The very last song I'll play for you is uh, Custard Pie. Beautiful, beautiful. Custard Pie, first encore. No, 
Last song of the set, I think. And then Train, and then Stairway. Custard Pie, and the cool thing about Custard Pie, aside from the fact that he's playing Custard Pie, which is a great song, uh, for the first time live that I had ever heard, when he played this, I lost my mind, so did the rest of the crowd, is that in places he would throw little references to other Led Zeppelin songs, which were the same little references which were sampled in Tall Cool One by Robert Plant. That bow, 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 don't know. He would throw that in there. And just um, little bits of the ocean. Basically, everything that Robert threw in as a sample, he played live in the song, which I thought was funny and a little bit of a tip of the hat and a little bit of a fuck you, which makes me smile. So, custard pie, ladies and gentlemen. Amersmith Odeon, still November 25th, 1988. Enjoy.
yay. So cool. And I will finish by echoing what Mr. Page just said. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you liked it. I am every Sunday. I've moved from Thursday to Sunday doing the Led Zeppelin and Led Zeppelin adjacent podcast. And um, hope you join me. Hope you like this. You can always contact me if you have anything you want to say. Mark at heartofmarkness.com. If you have a show suggestion, a correction or something, I will listen to you. I will hear you. You will be heard. So please, please, please be good to yourselves and each other. Check out that Rudbubble shop. Keep refreshing the page until my shit appears and then buy it. Please. All right. Love you guys. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.